What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. And uh, as I spoke about last week, we're, we're essentially doing like a, a cold open to the Moon Knight season or series finale. Um, we're doing it two weeks in a row. The first week will be, as if you're listening to this, the first week was about action figures. We hadn't really talked about figures in a while. So I want to kind of talk about that a little bit. This week will be Doctor Strange expectations slash predictions from myself. Um, I've already kind of given a lot of them away. I remember in the, uh, the Batman review I did with Nico, um, I definitely said a lot of things about Doctor Strange in there. But I did, this is just to focus on that. Then we'll get to the series finale. Um, and what I'm actually thinking about doing is I usually don't mix in the shows. Uh, but this is the same thing, though. So I'm probably just going to add this on uh, at the beginning and then they'll go into the regular show. Um, but that's the idea. Um, so anyways, I have about six of them right now that I've written down in front of my face. I'll go into detail why I think it will be what it is, even though some of these things I've probably already said. But some of you guys have apps that you guys like just get the newest podcast. So you guys might miss some episodes. So, uh, it doesn't hurt to just hear it again. Or if you didn't hear it, it's the first time for you, it's new to you. So number one, with this movie being two hours and six minutes, I truly believe we're going to see it's a boatload of uh chavez america chavez and wanda i believe like they're gonna be like essentially like one of the main focuses right outside outside strange everything else will just be a cameo it will be the definition of a cameo it will be a one-off i don't think i mean as i'm recording this jonathan Nestor actually sent me a clip where mordo says the illuminati will speak to you so they're all in they they're all in you know i'm not saying like it'll be a one-off as far as like these people playing these characters but it'll be a one-off as far as like this version of the characters because i believe the main focus will be trying to get out of the multiverse if we're being honest so to me that's the number one thing that needs to be you guys need to go into this movie remembering the cameos will just be cameos if they kill people off just take it as that it's just a cameo Number two, I just literally said this. It all mixed in. A lot of airtime for Wanda and America Chavez. A lot. Um, I know America Chavez is not one of the most popular characters in the Marvel Universe as far as like the comic books goes. But I believe when it comes to universe hopping, she um, she's just so important to this. And I truly believe that it's going to be... I don't know. Who, I, look, she's looking with her. Echo, Moon Knight. I don't know where they go after this, right? I don't know how else they fit this thing, but I'm I'm assuming there's a plan of how to integrate everyone in the greater universe. So I just I just believe these two will be a big part of the show. And I do want to say this: I've been like contemplating, like getting that America Chavez action figure. Mainly because I think I, I with all the comic cons I'm working this year, I'm I'm assuming she'll be working one or two of them. I'm like, man, I get an autograph from her. I just truly don't like the MCU figures, dude. I just truly don't. But I'm I'm debating it, and I feel like once it's gone, it's gone. So what I'm thinking is, next time I see it, if I see it again, because it's been on the shelves for months now. Like Marvel Legends has not put out a lot of stuff. They, they put out a few uh, retro card. I even say when I say a few, that's being nice. I believe they only put out Shocker this year and Sandman, right? Of the retro card Spider-Man 
and this, and I believe this is it, the, the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness um, wave, I believe that's it, so, anyways, um, I think next time I see it, I will pick it up, but maybe too late now, but anyways, um, number three, Wong will not die, I know that's one of the big rumors, is that Wong, not necessarily in this movie, but I believe, truly believe, like, people will, like, they truly believe Wong is gonna die at some point in time this year, I, I don't see it. If anything, they're giving him a bigger role. Now, it could be one of those things where you give someone a bigger role to set them up for their death, you know? Um, but I just don't see it. I, personally, I just don't. You know? I, I don't know. I'm just... I just don't think he'll... I, I just don't see him dying at all. I, I think he's going to have to eventually... I, I don't know how they're going to get the Sorcerer Supreme title back to Strange. And I think it's... Pe wait, pe people were saying the only way to do it is if Wong dies. Can't Wong give it up? I mean, considering that this is the MCU and they take liberties all the time, like, they can change the rules. This is their universe. <laughs> you know, I don't think he actually has to die, though, if that makes any sense. Number four. I believe somewhere in the multiverse, Strange will meet a version of Kang. I don't, I'm not saying we're going to see... Uh, I, I can't remember the gentleman's real name that's playing Kang. But I don't think we're going to see him. But I think we're going to see, like, a, a, a version of him. It could be Iron Lad. It could be, you know, it could be someone that, like, fits in down the road. But we're going to see a version, a different version of Kang in this multiverse. Number five, the Illuminati. This version of the Illuminati that we now know are, are there because of the trailer. And you know what's surprising? I could tell when people, like, are hyped for a movie. Because people usually don't. People like Jonathan Esther, Nico... They're usually so anti-trailer. So anti-trailer. That's why if you guys ever... If you guys think about it... Anytime Nico comes on, I'm like, have you seen this trailer? Because they're so anti-trailer. And so... Jonathan Esther has been on these trailers. And I'm like, he's watching more trailers. That trailer I just told you about... Literally, is only the second trailer I've seen of Doctor Strange. And so it's one of those situations where... He's all in on this. He can't wait to see it. And then, mind you, this is the movie I've been waiting to see for the last two years. This is the one I've wanted to see the most. Um, but, like, it's just, it's just funny how, how it goes. Anyways, this Illuminati we see in this movie will be protecting, protecting the real Illuminati. These variants know they're just variants and they're decoys. And what's happening to them is supposed to happen to them. And they know it. They're going to expect it. But this version of the Illuminati is only protecting the real version of the Illuminati. And finally, number six, before we get to the series finale of Moon Knight. These events will cause Strange and Wong to recruit the new Avengers lineup. For as much as Fury's doing in our space, he's our space handling that. What they're doing on Earth, though will be the reason the new Avengers lineup comes together. So that's my predictions. All cameos will be cameos. A lot of airtime for Wanda and Chavez. Wong will not die. Strange will meet Kang. This Illuminati will be protecting the real Illuminati. And these events will cause Strange and Wong to recruit the new Avengers lineup. So that's what I got. So that's all it is. Quick open. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. I'm Slow Chemical. Talk to you on the side.
<laughs> so when I when when we all realize how short this uh, uh, series finale, I know Marvel's changed it to say season finale. It's a it's a series finale. Um, to, to was gonna be we said there's no way they could fit everything. It was gonna be truncated. And so I was like, yeah, this is not good. People aren't going to like this shit. And after the same, in the same week that Netflix has one of the most divisive series finales of all time when, in Ozark, I felt like, I feel like that's kind of become a thing. And the first time I can remember ever realizing it was with Sopranos, where they want to leave it up to your imagination. They don't want to show you on screen what happens, right? And everyone knows the most famous or infamous moment where this music's playing. Uh, Meadow Soprano is outside parking. Uh, and all of a sudden, she comes into the restaurant. Then you see Tony look up, but then the screen turns to black. And people were pissed. People were pissed. And... Um, it's one of those situations where I feel like that's going to become the norm for some reason. I feel like so many people are going to complain no matter what. Breaking Bad's ending, to me, kind of fit where it needed to be. And this, and this is a whole nother show for a whole nother time. But I just thought it was funny. I thought about this. And I didn't realize until last week that the Ozark season series finale was coming up. Like I knew this the first part of the series was out and I refused to watch. I, ca I can't do two part seasons. I can't do it. Like I legitimately, I said, it, I think I said this on the show before I do not pay for streaming services to be treated, to be treated like we're fucking network television. That's the benefit of streaming services, right? Is to not be like network television, right? It's so annoying. These, I, I get why they do it. Cause if you're constantly buying the one free month, you're going to have to go above and beyond in order to um, you see everything you want to see. I, I get it. I do. I do. I do. It's still fucking annoying because the thing about streaming services is they're supposed to always be there for you. And I should be able to watch what I want to watch. Now, at least with Netflix, they have not gone to that. I believe it was before COVID. I think I read an article where it said that Netflix was thinking about going to the one uh, episode a week thing. That's fucking annoying. Every other service now does it. Whether it's Disney Plus, whether it's HBO Max, whether it's, um, what else is there? Amazon Prime. It's just so annoying to be treated like this is a network television show. And it's not. And it, it, to me, that's what makes it more annoying. Um, anyways, I didn't even think about it till last week when I watched, finally got to watching the first part of season one of Ozark. And I watched it and I timed it perfectly to where I finished it that Thursday night. So legitimately, I only had to be like two hours before the final part of the season came out. And so then I watched um, that and I, I seen the ending and I got the ending. Personally, there was no ambiguous ambiguousness to it, excuse me. Um, easy for me to say, I guess, right? Um, I, felt like the, I felt like, unlike The Sopranos, I felt like that was left to your imagination. This was not left to your imagination. This was actually what they had been building up to in the entire series, which actually is a whole other video. But I thought about it after I watched it. 
and I saw the hate for it. Oh my God, there was so much hate for it. And I remember thinking to myself, Jonathan Esther texted me and said, hey, what, what was your prediction or what did you say um, it was going to be? I said 42 minutes. And he was like, okay, holy smokes, whatever. That's when I realized we're going to have two series finales in the span of, what, five days? That will be very controversial. And like I said, I saw that Marvel change it to season finale. We all know it's all been made public that Oscar Isaac only signed on to do the Moon Knight series. He's, he hasn't signed on to do any movies or anything. He's He's gotten a very friendly Marvel contract. And the same way Chris Evans, a lot of people don't know this. Like, even though he was in all these blockbusters, the first reason why he, did, he didn't want to sign the first Captain America deal is because it was a nine-picture deal. But they got him on for a six-picture deal. Like, so at that, at that time, I think that was the most friendly contract as far as, like, appearance-wise. Money-wise, is obviously Robert Downey Jr. But other, I, 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 Oscar Isaac, uh, so my speech down, right? Um, has been very open about his contract. And he says, if they want to bring me back, that's cool. But, like, you know, um, it'll be something. And he's going to be able to strike gold. Now, this series is going to be very controversial because it's, it's so different from the MCU. But here's the thing. In order for, the thing that people have to understand, in order for the MCU to grow, it will need characters like this. It will need characters like Blade. It will need characters like the Black Knight. We will need to see a... Ah, Eternals was bad. I think only because they tried to overdo it. They over-promoted it as far as like this groundbreaking swell. I thought it was going to be revolutionary too. It it, it was too it was too little time for too many characters. As I said before my review of it. So, here's my thing. I don't mind the ending. As a matter of fact, I text, immediately text Jonathan Esther. I said, people aren't going to like this. But I'm here for it all. I am here for it all, right? And <laughs> and I I enjoyed it. Like I said, me personally, I enjoyed it. But I think also with these shows, I've after the high that I caught from Captain America and the Winter Soldier, I started tampering off my expectations. And we've had some great moments in these, in these television shows already. The One Who Remains slash Kang appearing for the first time in the MCU. And that was awesome. Um, seeing Kingpin just show up in, in Hawkeye. Awesome. You know, Captain America becoming Captain America. And I seeing the actual training of it. Awesome. Moon Knight, awesome. But this will be divisive. And I, I'm, I can't blame anybody for it. However, I think... And this is going into the week where I said, just last week I said this, or two weeks ago I said, I just realized they have this ending and Doctor Strange showing up two days later or a day later. This is going to be a controversial week in Marvel history. Think about this. Last time we had a week like this, similar, we had Hawkeye's series finale and you the Kingpin debuting in the MCU. A day later, you have Daredevil debuting in the MCU. And it was like two good things happening. These will be two divisive things that will happen. This series finale and whatever the fuck's about to happen in Doctor Strange. 
So I think people have not temper people just don't temper their expectations. I'm telling it's the same thing Tony Khan does, dude. When he says these huge announcements, it's like, dude, like you gotta stop doing this because it's you, you want the hype train to go, but I don't think there's a middle I don't think there's a middle ground with the hype train. Either it's a little bit of hype or it's a lot of hype. I've never heard of anyone saying it was about a middle type of hype, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't think that's a thing. You know, and so with that being said, I felt satisfied with this series. As a matter of fact, now that it's all out, what I'm probably going to do tonight, today's Wednesday, so I'm going to watch Dynamite tonight. But at some point in time, I'm going to want to watch, maybe this weekend, all six episodes just back to back to back to back to back, right? Because I feel like... You get more out of it worth watching it together. That's why I think these shows, some of these shows are binge worthy watching, worth it. You know what I'm saying? Because you, I think you'll get the full story instead of getting it piece by piece, and you forget and stuff like that. Anyways, so we start off with essentially um, us seeing Mark's dead body in real time. Now we're back to reality, and Ahmad has been released. I'm gonna say his Egyptian name wrong. So, for anyone who's Egyptian, I apologize. But I can't speak proper English. I'm from the South. Sorry. And so, you have Layla now just watching. There's nothing she can do. You know? And But she has decided that, hey, since Mark's dead, I'm going to go essentially on a suicide mission. And what confused me here, what really confused me here, and we're going to be all over the place here, guys. So, bear with me. The person that she becomes the avatar for, temporary avatar, I can't pronounce her name, but I thought she was already taken. Or was that the hippo in the afterlife? Was that who that was? You know, because I, I, I have the subtitles on, you know, something I learned from Alone in the Dark, you know, just use it. They don't, they don't bother me because it helps me understand the character's names. And who's saying what sometimes. And it helps me with my screenwriting too. I actually believe it or not. But anyways. So she's saying. Hey Mark needs to be free. Kanshu needs to be free. Mark can save you. But you need to. Let, let me take over. Let me be your be my avatar. And I don't know how it works. I don't think you can be a temporary. But man she seems a lot nicer. A lot more lovely than Kanshu. Let's just be real. Kanshu is definitely scheming. Um. But it's really one of those situations where I was glad Layla didn't try to. I'm glad I was glad. And honestly, we just didn't have enough time in the series finale. I was glad they didn't make Layla go on her own and then her die or her something get seriously hurt. I was glad that wasn't the trope they went with. I was glad it was the it was more of, OK, let's not be a dumb good guy. There's clearly these broken pieces all over the place and people and this person keeps taking over people's bodies or this woman or keeps taking over people's bodies. This God and goddess and I need to listen. Right. So this entire time, um, Hamat is. You no, know, Harold has said, hey, you know, I'm not worthy. My skills are not balanced. I, I, I freed you to die, you know, and Hamat says, well. I was once, I had an avatar whose skills were balanced perfectly. And look what happened. I was bound for 2,000 years. And I want you. So she makes him the avatar. 
And I did love the fight between the gods, and I did love how Hamat had told Kanchu, like, you're weak, you're old, you're not going to beat me. And Kanchu knew he was not going to beat her. He knew it. He he had, he needed an avatar. I did love how when Layla grabbed one of the guys right before he died, um, he said, we need more avatars than we can handle right now. You know, Um, and I do think having this short of a series finale, it suffered where, you now, I guess you can go with or without this. However, those gods didn't really have time to, and you know, I guess it's kind of a good thing where they didn't have time to say, I'm so sorry for not listening to you. Uh, 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 you know, I guess it was kind of good. They got what they deserved because they didn't listen, you know, and they, and they let themselves be manipulated by somebody who used to be an avatar for Kanshu. That's to me, that's your gods. Like, how don't you know this? But, you know, whatever. Anyways, um, I did love the talking between the two gods and how they both were big and how you saw them fighting in the background. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, like, Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter or, uh, what's that? What's that Marvel video game where there's a team, you fight it, it's a co-op. They just came out with a, 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 a one two years ago for Nintendo, and that's, I'm about to say Nintendo 64, listen to me. Um, Nintendo Switch, um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but a lot of times in those mo- in those video games, you see like you're fighting someone, and in the background you see other people fighting. Like even it was even in Injustice where like you see the two I can't that you see two people fighting in the background as you're in your fight, and it's not distracting. It's just part of the aesthetics, but it's cool. Um, so I, I loved all of it. I did love how and Layla looked badass in her in her outfit. I did love how. You see Moon Knight come alive. And I still think they did a great job here of not overdoing Moon Knight. Like, we could have seen a lot of superhero shit out of this. But it wasn't about that. And, like, the last episode's called Moon Knight, for sure. But, like, we saw Layla and Mark Spector finally fight together. And, of course, Stephen Grant finally fight together, right? And, and it was a it was badass scenes. The, the choreography was badass. But I still loved how I think we only got like ten minutes of Moon Knight. So I think we probably got what a total of twenty five minutes of Moon Knight in this season. Like it was, it just was. It's not. It's not about that. It's about the struggle of this this character. And by the way, he still doesn't know how much he struggles. And I remember, and and we've seen. Um, versions not versions um appearances from jake lockley this entire time which i think all was kind of new but we didn't see it though you know what i'm saying like we we knew but we didn't see it and we, we and we weren't gonna see it and, and they left that reveal to the very end in the post credit scene and so the minute that um mark is about to die all of a sudden blackout everyone's dead he has full control over harrow and Layla's like what the hell was that and I loved how Layla wasn't appalled by it. I loved it. I loved it. And I love how there wasn't a fight. I love how she didn't like break herself free and then be like, what the hell was that? You killed people and blah blah blah. And she was like, what was what was that? It was like I blacked out and it was left like that. I once again they didn't give themselves enough time to go through all this extracurricular stuff. But I think we're past it though. 
I don't think we need to see it. I think we're past the fights. I think everyone had to do what they had to do. You know? And so it's one of those situations where I I think we got a little cheated on seeing some of this stuff. And once again, it's Disney. They want their stuff to be for everybody. So we may never see a full rated R uh, situation. Because that can limit them. Now, as Deadpool has shown, as Joker has shown, I truly believe we can have a Midnight Suns movie that is rated R. And we, and we actually see the violence. I truly believe we can do that. Today, the market is just different. You know? Um, and maybe we, may see, maybe we may see that. You know? However, that's not what this was about. This was about... Mark knowing something was up, but not fully understanding, um, not fully getting it yet, you know? And so, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not missing anything, but I, for, matter of fact, it's going to bother me not knowing the name, because I don't think it was the same person, uh, the same God, excuse me, um... But it's just gonna bother me not knowing the name um, uh, of who of, of who it was. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm actually surprised it has 87 percent of Rotten Tomatoes. That's interesting. Anyways, I'm not gonna do that. Anyways, um. So towards the end, uh, Kanchu is telling, you know, Mark to kill Harold. Because now they've entrapped Hamat in him. And he says, you sound just like Hamat now. I'm not going to do it. And he says, you want to kill him? Do it yourself. He says, now free me. And so he says, whatever you want. So now he, so now he thinks he's free. But what happened is, and we're going to go back to, to, to the very beginning of the episode for this. The reason why I thought the fight scene was so cool is because Mark, we find Mark, his first appearance, real appearance in the episode, he's in the afterlife. And he's in this beautiful afterlife with the hippo. I can't remember the hippo's name, so I apologize. And he's like, this doesn't feel right. And she says, if you leave and you go, you can't come back here. But he doesn't feel right leaving Steven. And so he runs back, and it doesn't take long. He literally like is two steps in the afterlife. So I guess that's your like. I guess unless you embrace it, you're not fully there, which is something interesting there. Anyways, he leaves. He sees Stephen. He goes. He gives a speech about how, you know, he was there for him when he needed someone, and they're gonna work on this together, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so as he begins to become stone, uh, his last moment, he has his heart. Or his balanced out heart by himself. He puts it in the stone hand of Steven. And it frees them both. And the doors open to back to the real world. Back to life. And um, writers about them try to make it. Mark's like, I'm not going to make it. Because his, his foot is still stone. And then the hippo comes and says, Oh, Cyrus, stop being such a killjoy. And she she saves them. This is love. You know, just, which I know, I know the hippo is. Now I'm thinking about the hippo is definitely who. Um, Layla became the avatar for the temporary avatar for, and um, 
it was that's a that's such a that's such a cool scene. I, I'm sorry that the hippo is just soft spot for the hippo, and so they end up coming back together. And you see the two bullets that, that come out, and now because when Conchu's freed by Layla, he's like, I, I do not detect Mark Spector. He asked her to be one, and she said no, and so. Um, all of a sudden, as he's losing the first battle to Hamat, um, he realizes that Mark Spector's back. And they end up, like, essentially Mark saves Khonshu. I did love the flying scene with Moon Knight. I loved how he has full control over his two, two personalities. And I love how Khonshu's talking to Mark, and then Steven is like, well... What, what 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 do we say? You know, and like he's like, well, I wasn't talking to you, Stephen. So we were talking to both of us because now they're in sync, but his he's not fully in sync as we found out. Anyways, um, so I thought that was part of the thing because like once they see Layla who comes out and she's in this goddess uniform and I'm sure it's gonna be a Marvel legend. See that coming. Um, and by the way, a quick side note. I was actually told by someone someone that apparently that when we talked about last week about how the the windowless marvel legends see i was wondering why people were so crazy about because i thought it was just a certain a specific amount or a specific wave was like that i was told that it might be a permanent stick with all marvel legends if that's the case i'm not buying another marvel legend until they change that shit back because what happens is and i said this last week and i'm gonna repeat that now I go into at least Walmart Targets two times a week, maybe not a lot, not as many as other people, because I just don't have the, I don't need the collection of other people's needs just to ha- have everything. I'm not a scalper, but I at least see once a week either two times that I go in. I'm not saying I go into just two different stores. In two days, if I'm driving past a Target, I might stop at two Targets, right? So let's say if I stop at a total of six Targets or and two Walmarts, whatever, I see at least one time a week. Where a Marvel Legend, an AEW figure, less so AEW figures. I think I've only seen it once in AEW. But but WWE figures, but Marvel Legends are the main culprits that I see where they've been taken out, stolen, and replaced with old school figures. So, unless you're going to train, which is not going to happen, these people that know what they're looking for, I'm not buying these figures that have to drive my dumb ass back just to to say, hey, this is the it's not the figure I paid for, and that's it. And then, God forbid, you don't have your fucking receipt with Walmart or Target, because then guess what? You get store credit. Yeah, I'm not doing that. If Toys R Us was still around, that's one thing. They 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 would exchange whatever, and they, it didn't matter. You get your money back. We, there's no toy. I think Canada is the only place that Toys R Us still exists. Canada. I'm not going to fucking Canada for Toys R Us. Anyways, apparently that's a permanent change that's going to slowly but surely happen. If that's the case and that happens by the end of the year, I ain't buying no more Marvel Legends. I don't care what kind of collector I am. I ain't going to be that kind of collector. Who the fuck thinks windowless action figures, whoever came up with that idea, needs to be fired. And I don't advocate for people losing their job, but they need to lose their fucking job. Anyways, so the reason why I thought this fight fight scene was badass is because now you have Layla fighting us alongside Moon Knight, but then you have um uh then you have the different personalities coming together 
fighting. So you don't just have Moon Knight, you have Mr. Knight. And and you see the different scenes where like they just both do their thing. And it's just it was just a very cool fight scene. Anyways, I I personally thought this was a good series finale. Um like I said, it's gonna be the most controversial. It's because it left on it, it left it leaves on a cliffhanger. And it's and it leaves on a huge cliffhanger. Cause when Kanchu air quotes, I'm doing air quotes, you can see me doing air quotes, releases Mark Spector and Stephen Grant. He wakes up and he's in his bed. And you have Mark and he and he's making sure everything's real. And Mark is like Um because by the way, we have one more we have one last dream sequence where you have Mark and Steven now in full control, and you still have Harrow, who's saying he doesn't believe in Kanchu and all these other things, but when he stands up to walk, he's bleeding. And that's when Mark realizes, okay, we're officially out of this world. And that's when Harrow realizes he's in the world. I mean, or he's like, or he's, he's, he's lost control. So he wakes up in his bed, and Mark looks around and says, I can't believe you live in this. And then Mark tries to get up, and he still attaches. Steven still attaches his fucking foot leg to the thing, but but it obviously wasn't Steven. It was Jake. You know that they they just haven't realized it yet. And so then, like you have uh, Mark on the ground. Like, oh fuck, that hurt. He looks up a little bit, and then it cuts the credits. When it cut the credits, I I started literally literally laughing out loud so hard. Because I was like, oh, people ain't going to like this. People are not going to like this at all. And I, I want the smoke. I'm here for it. Bring it on. Um, anyways, let's get to the post-credits scene and wrap up. Um, so we get to the post-credits scene where now Harold is in, or author, excuse me. I don't know why I keep saying Harold. Um, is in, why do I keep saying Harold? Sorry. Arthur is in now the insane asylum and he thinks his coffee is sand and everything like that. And all of a sudden you have um, someone coming there. They, they have this person's face covered, even though you, could, you know who it is. And he's like, hey, I, I got this. He tells the nurse, I got this person. The person is like, you sure? He's like, yeah, I got it. So he moves right away. And um, he begins walking out. Arthur, as you're looking around, a bunch of dead bodies. So now, so now Arthur knows something's up because he's not that insane. So finally, this person throws Arthur in the limousine, and um, you you look in. The person gets in the front seat. All you see is Arthur say, "Well," he starts laughing. He's like, "Hey, Conchu," because <laughs> he knows that Conchu can't finish him off without his avatar. Everyone knows that. So Kanshu says, you think I need Mark Spector when he doesn't even know how troubled he really is? He's like, meet someone. Jake Lockley. The window rolls down. You see it. In the, in the comic books, it's Taxi Cab. And I did have that wrong last episode. That was not Jake. I, for some reason, I, I thought I thought that's, you know, who it was. Um, and... Uh, you see it one down, you see the little Kango hat, and you see Arthur start begging. And all of a sudden, three shots, Arthur's dead. 
And that is your first official appearance of Jake Lockley. So, that is your series finale. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the series, man. I hope you guys didn't overthink this. I hope it was fun. I thought it was fun. I'm actually, I'm actually really looking forward to... Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing it all as one. You know? Um, that's my hope. Is that it'll be even better when I see it all together. But um, let me know what you guys think. Uh, yeah, and I did, and I, and I did give uh, Dr. Strange final predictions in this old cold open in case you guys skipped over it. Uh, but don't. But anyways, uh, programming note: next week will not be the Dr. Strange review. I am going to watch it this week, but it will not be the review. I have. Uh, I'm going to interview a young lady that is a, a prodigy. And uh, she wanted to come on the show. And I'm actually going to do that interview later today. And I will drop that next Wednesday. And the week after, it will be the Doctor Strange review. And um, I, that one will already be recorded and uploaded more than likely. So, um, yeah, just to still check it out, you know. Um, leave five-star review on Spotify. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And I will talk to you guys next Monday. Hope you guys enjoyed Dr. Strange.